another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Rag Brack. This is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the nation. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, leave with a smile. All right. Feeling nice this time of year, Mark. Got a couple of days that <laughs> crept around the 70s or so, but you know what? All of a sudden, we get tornadoes in the state. We get uh, yeah, river rising. Yeah. Just some crazy, crazy weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen it like this. Hey, I have two bike current events. Um, have you have you had anybody forward you the email on the pool noodle? No. Oh, the, the snakes in the pool noodle, that one? No. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. So somebody somebody had a crazy idea uh, to strap a pool noodle sideways on your bike. That way cars pass you with three flat. <laughs> okay. That's ridiculous, but go ahead. <laughs> now, so Leroy Bickle used to have a, one of those bike safety flags mounted sideways three foot from his, his bike. And I'll tell you what, it's impossible to ride next to Leroy yeah. because you got the stick poking you the whole Oh, jeez. Um, you know, the pool noodle bright and colorful and sticks out and doesn't harm anybody. Um, you know, lane positioning does the same thing. You know, mm. and I, I don't want to, I don't want to otherfy <laughs> bicycling any more than it, it can do it on its own. Um, but uh, on the other hand, you know, the onus is on the drivers to pay attention and focus on the road. And, and uh, I think everybody is willing to make some sort of deal to make that just click their fingers and happen. But, you know, this isn't Thanos. You can't no. just click your fingers. No. And, uh, yeah. so People might be trying to drive as close to the pool noodle as they possibly can get. I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. a big proponent of the pool noodle. To be a, Pool noodles are for yeah. lakes and for pools and for for snakes to sleep in. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 not for bikes. It, and it, it would probably make that whistling noise, too. You know, like um, what, what are those things they do at the uh, – what is it? Brazilian soccer games, they, what are those things that they spin around and make that weird noise? Um, Zuzuberas or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Then all the bikes would sound like Zuzuberas, and that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I, it would drive you nuts after a while. So yeah. So I, I yeah. vote no on that. How's that? Okay. All right. We'll see how many show up on Ragbri this year. That'll, that'll be the interesting question. Yeah, yeah. Her. All right. Uh, second one is Russ from Pathless Pedaled posted a 13-minute video on how to say pannier. How do you pronounce it? I, I don't because I don't ride with them, but panniers, I would say. But if I had, a, if I had to. Um, it, it, so he brought in this guy from Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Okay. Uh, who's a linguist and, and talked about the origin of the word and blah, blah, blah. It was really a fascinating video. He did a good job of it. Uh, both... Uh, pronunciations that you commonly hear, pannier or pannier, are both correct. Okay. Um, but he, he pretty much leaned towards the French way to say it, pannier, uh, isn't probably correct. It's been a, a an English word for so many centuries that it's pretty much the way it is. So hmm. pannier, 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 not pannier. Uh, one of the commenters on my Facebook page said, I pronounce it bags. <laughs> That's fine. That, 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 <laughs> fine and dandy. You know, let's not get hung up. And I was having that conversation with uh, Mikey that I interviewed from, from Pork Tornadoes about, you know, some of the semantics about do you call them bikers? Do you call them cyclists? You know, it, it doesn't really matter. Who gives a hoot about, you know, what certain things are called? If you've got them on your bike, they're on your bike. And if it works for you, who cares what you call them? You know, as long as, yeah, go. strap them on, on nice. Um, word to the wise, though, if you have panniers and you're trying to go on a traditional bike rack, um, very difficult. We had a bike fall because of it didn't take panniers off, and that's what happens sometimes. You can, it's really hard to secure a bike if you don't take the panniers off. Um, so 
But most of the people riding with panniers are riding to that destination. So so I guess it doesn't apply unless you had too many beverages and you need to ride back from a bar. So what we're really saying is it's not the pannier that counts, it's the magic within it. I would say that's accurate. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with yeah. that. Hey, you talked to uh, you talked to Mikey, huh? Yeah, yeah, great, great interview. I mean, we just it was fun, you know. Uh, Portees are are playing ragbri again. You know, once once you hit the fourth mark, you're you're a ragbri staple. The way I look at it, and we we talked a lot of just stuff. I mean, I mean, he, he was telling me that. He had a lot of friends that would come to the shows that that were ragbriers or or riders, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, it looks kind of fun, and then kind of got goaded into going on a bike ride, and his wife started riding, and next thing you know, he's pounding out several hundred miles a year on a bike. So, um, you know, we rub off on people, um, you know, it's, and I've heard that story so many different times of like I hung out with these people and it looked a lot of fun and. You know what? They they didn't look like you know they were they were Tour de France champs or anything like that. So I just started riding it a little bit, and lo and behold, you know he wants to do a day of rag right now. And I said, well, you might not want to pound out the eighty-four mile day into Centerville, then try to you know give your A game on stage in Centerville because that'd be that'd be a little tough one. <laughs> so maybe the next day would be a good move for him. So hamstring cramped halfway through that's you know that's never good you know, I, I don't know how tough it is to drum but it looks like the drummer's sweating the most out of anyone on stage but you know i could be wrong you know, so he he has a chair though. yeah true true yeah, so yeah, true but true. you know i mean and all you're doing is really well you, you you're using your feet too but you're using mostly oh, your yeah. upper body yeah, yeah, yeah. but but good drummers yeah. are using all that stuff so but cool. anyway, hey, had a great interview with Mikey, and um, you know the Portees are, are been playing a, a lot of ragbri gigs lately, and um, you know just a real fun interview with a, with a fun guy. And um, if you if you ever run into Mikey on the bike or or at a show, just just catch up with him. He's a real real joy to listen to and talk to. Hey, let's listen in. Hey, this is TJ with the Just Go Bike Podcast, and our guest today, this I think is a first, I don't think we've had a musician, and I'm going to call you a musician. That's fine, that's fine. Even though he says he's a bit of a cyclist lately, <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to get into all that stuff, but he's probably best known as being in the band The Pork Tornadoes. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So Mike Schulte's been um, a musician for a long time, I'm going to guess. How yeah, long have you been playing man, drums? You know, I'm 36, and I think uh, I got my first drum set when I was 10. 10 years so old. So we're at 26. I mean, I know that the talent output doesn't show that I've been playing for 26 years, but I've been putting in the time, okay? I've been All trying right. really hard. <laughs> very, very cool. So in those 26 years, I'm, I'm guessing the Pork Tornadoes haven't been around for 26 no. years. So so your early upbringings, I mean, what, what were some of your influences and stuff like that that kind of got you say hey this is really cool to be a drummer yeah yeah i had a funny story i was watching i had no inkling to be a musician or to have anything to do with playing music uh one day i was watching the blues brothers with my uncle at oh, my yeah. house and, and you know that chase scene where they're in the mall one of my favorite movies of all time it's, it's one of the best and and that cop car crashes into a music store window yep and a drum set kind of falls out and falls apart and i just remember saying it was just a comment just trying to look cool yeah. i said i said man it's too bad about that drum set and my uncle chimes in immediately says you want a drum set you like drums do you want a drum set i can get you a drum set and it turns out obviously he was just trying to get rid of his old drum set but we went to his house that day picked up a drum set i took it into my basement and just started trying to emulate it you know emulate what i saw on television and concerts and i took my mom's my mom had a phil collins cd and my dad had a van halen cd so i just started putting on headphones and trying to play along to it and yeah know, see what happens yeah. well i grew up on that kind of stuff i grew up on van halen yep. in that, that era where you know i mean there's just some uh, amazing music back in, oh, in those days you say phil collins um obviously to come out and actually be a lead singer of a band as yeah. a as a drummer you know how difficult it is to drum so Let to, to go to go to that level of singing could you imagine doing that every song? Have you ever seen the video of uh, Phil Collins live 
when he does in the air tonight. Yeah, exactly. where where he just kind of wanders around the stage with a headset microphone and sings the song and slowly ends up on the drum set and and then to play that infamous of a of a drum uh, fill solo for the rest of the song while singing it. I mean, Phil Collins is one of the best. A- absolutely, um, most drummers don't get that respect. No. And you, you know I don't that either. you're 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 that guy that with the blurred out photo on yep. the album cover, and and you're okay with that, right? It's fine. I'm cool with I that. I mean, you know your role. Yeah, I know what, my what role. What is the role of a drummer? The it's rhythm a, section. That, that's pretty what much. it is. We're 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 keeping everything together in the, in the back, you know. And, and I know my role, but especially with the Pork Tornadoes. If you've seen us, I mean, the talent in that band is pretty off the charts. And I can I can easily say, hey, maybe I'm one of the worst musicians in the band, you know. So I know my role. Like I just wanna I wanna let everybody else shine, and, and that's what I've always done in any bands I've played. Is nothing too flashy. Just make sure make sure I'm playing good. Make sure I'm complimenting everybody else, and, cool. and make sure the crowd has a good time. So one of the reasons I asked Mike to come on, uh, probably about four different occasions, you guys have headlined at Ragbri. Yeah, and you've built obviously a following. I mean, if you're if you're back twice, you you start to build a following. <laughs> you, this is probably fourth or fifth time that you've been been on Ragbri. So have you seen more and more cyclists that have been coming to your shows or just you know uh, starting to follow you and, and along the way? We have, and there's always that question in December and January. Hey, are you going to be on Ragbri? What what town are you playing in? Like, we, we don't know, but we hope so. Yeah. And uh, we have seen a lot more cyclists at the outdoor shows coming out. We've even kind of modeled some of our uh, our merchandise after the bike culture, too. We started doing the slap koozies, yep, which absolutely. have been a huge hit. Uh, we, we came out with some bike jerseys for the second year in a yep. row that, that people are loving. So, so how many bands, seriously? I mean, unless you're Pink Floyd or Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, how many bands have cycling jerseys? Probably not Probably too many. not many. <laughs> yeah, so that's a whole different stratosphere. I mean, slap koozies, I get it. You yep, know? Yep. I mean, so now that you've become a cyclist, you understand why you need the slap koozie, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, you, so, you got to put it around your frame, right? It's yeah. easy, easy to bring around with you, and it could probably even hold drumsticks in place if, if need be. So, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust that to keep. You know, nah. it'll stay on the bike fine, but, yeah. but holding your drumsticks might not be a good, <laughs> good place to put them. Well, you said I actually just started thinking about this. So we were last year we were in Sigourney, uh, the year before that we were in Charles City, mm-hmm. um, but then I don't think we played the year before that. But then the year before that was our first ragbri experience. It was Hiawatha. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. It was uh, Dennis DeYoung. Yeah, Dennis DeYoung was on the main stage, and we were on this stage in the complete opposite area of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it, it was a really weird story because they said Dennis DeYoung's going to play his show. He's the headliner, and then when he's done, we're going to tell you guys to start. You'll be the after party. And there was a guy from the production company sitting behind me on the drum set saying, "Okay, I'm going to give you the signal." And and I think maybe it was you, maybe it was from somebody from Hiawatha got on the stage and was like, "Thanks for coming, everybody. I want to thank so and so and so and so." Finally, the production guy just goes, yeah, "Just go ahead, just start playing." <laughs> <laughs> so we started playing, and awesome. and I don't know. I think somebody was still speaking on stage, but you know what? Hey, what are you going to do? No, no problem. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> if it was, was you, cool I, had, it. I no, apologize. No, hey, <laughs> hey, it's all about having fun out. Yeah, there. it is. And, and you know, the cool thing about being in Iowa, that outdoor scene, you know, we we go through some brutal winters around yeah, here, and this year, you know, right? some springs kind of feel like winter. <laughs> So when we get to summer, we want to be outdoors. I mean, you guys play indoor shows. The the vibes of those outdoor shows have got to be incredible. It's just totally different. We're we're always worrying about weather no matter what. In the wintertime, we're worried about is is snow going to prevent us from getting to the show. And then it switches to summer. We're like, yes, summer, warm weather. Is the rain going to stop us from playing? Is the storm Mm going to ruin our gear? It's, It's always something in Iowa. But something about just being outside, I think, puts people in a better mood. You know the nice evening breeze is blowing through. You're you're with your friends. Uh, feels cool. It just feels, and I, I wonder if that's uh, why why rag the week of rag is so great is those those evenings where you're you're not working anymore. You're you're done for the day. Warm, we- you know, beautiful no weather. Doubt. You're hanging out with your friends. There's live music. Well, on Ragbri, you work, you know, you work hard that 60, 70 Real miles hard. on the day. And then, you know, you want to you want to reward that yes. night. And so to go into downtown and say, hey, you know what? The Pork Tornadoes are going to play tonight. I mean, that's such a reward for people on Ragbri to say, you know what? We're going to be entertained by some some great musicians tonight. And, and that fun factor. And I, I could tell your vibes when you see that the 
crowds into it. Yeah. You see a big crowd coming into a downtown or, or wherever, a big park or anything like that. That's got to get you guys going too. Well, there's nothing like looking out. I mean, you, you know, you're focused on yourself for the first song or two. You're make sure you get on stage, make sure everything's going all right. But that minute when you can finally relax and sort of look up and I can't really look at the crowd for the first song or two. I just, it just, I'm still anxious at that <laughs> point. But once I can finally relax, when you look up and you see 10,000, 15,000 people just having the time of their lives, nothing fuels you more than that. I mean, we, we had a really long uh, day. I guess it would have been in Sigourney last year. It was just a long day. We were there really early. Sure. We're, we're you know, getting real tired. The time you get on that stage, you're immediately rejuvenated. There you rejuvenated. Go. There you go. Immediately. So you said you started to ride a little bit. Tell I me am. about that. Well, you know, I I was always a cyclist as a kid. I sure, mean, like everybody was. rode bikes, yeah. you know. But then I think I had a bike in college. It was like a BMX one speed, and it was terrible. So I think the last time I ever owned or rode a bike would have been college, like early two thousands. Uh, you see your friends riding bikes, uh, whatever. You know, you're riding bikes. Why Why would you work out when you could just sure. relax? Kind of a thing. I got a lot of friends that ride Ragbri in the past. I'm like, why would you do that? I don't understand. Sure enough, we start we start doing these Ragbri parties, right? Mm-hmm. We start playing in the towns. You start meeting the people. You're actually there seeing the culture as opposed to just hearing about it. And it just sort of got me thinking, well, you know what? Maybe it would be fun. Yeah. And I just jokingly told my wife, said, let's get some bikes. And this would have been last. She got a bike two summers ago. And wrote it, and, and I never got one. And she's like, come on, I just want to write. Okay, so last, last spring I bought, I went out and found a nice bike. Said, I'm going to spend some good money on this so I can enjoy it. And last summer we rode and rode. I mean, I, I might have hit, I mean, I'm, I'm a first-time guy here. I might have hit, hit 500, 600 miles over hey, the summer or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm in Cedar Rapids, so there's some really great uh, sure. trails there, great stops along the way. I've met a lot of great people through it, and I finally got out on the bike yesterday. It's been a been a hard oh. spring, but <laughs> yesterday was beautiful. Yesterday was beautiful. Yeah, that's and that's a perfect day. I got out and I was riding, and I'm like, this is so. I, I've been looking forward to it, so I think I officially kind of have the bug. Okay, you good. know what I mean. Good I kind of want to ride Ragbri though. Now well, you know. I mean, that's maybe one day this that's, year. That's tough, you know, especially if you're playing. I don't yeah. know your preparation. Uh, yeah, you know, you guys are are getting ready for your show. Exactly, it's it's, it's a job technically, <laughs> um, but you know, you guys have fun doing it. But yep. but you know, going out and doing a day of Ragbri, you know, could. You know, you may just say, "Hey, I'm going to stay in this one bar a little bit longer. I'm going to, yep. I'm going yep. to enjoy this a little bit more. There's a cool band playing, whatever. So, um, it might cut into your your prep time. So, <laughs> well, so. what about what about this year? So we're Wednesday in Centerville. So what if I rode Thursday? Yep, you could do that. It'll be a good day right out of Centerville. Nice we'll have day. some cool towns going to Fairfield. Right, you know, I might bring my bike. Yep, you might have to do that. We'll we'll make sure that happens. Okay. Yeah, we'll get you. We, I think you got to experience at least one day at Ragbri, not behind a drum kit. No, but, no, no. But no. I want to. I want to be on the road where you. It's it's almost like you you can experience the towns right as yeah. a normal person, but you got to get on the road to see what it's really about. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, my mom's ridden it a couple of years, oh, uh, so I think I think she's talking about riding a day this year. So maybe I'll just awesome. tag along with my mom. Hey, there you go. Couldn't That'd be, be fun, better, man. I mean, what a great experience, right? Right, ride with your mom. Yeah. So let's let's talk about being on stage now. Pork Tornadoes. What what year did they come about as um, as the current band? This is technically our eleventh year as a band okay. in one way or another. Um, Mason, the singer, and Corey, the bass player, are the only original members. Okay. Uh, it's gone through some lineup changes. I've been in the band for maybe six, seven years, uh, and our keyboard player Jerry's maybe about two years now, sure. two, three years now. Uh, but um, the band just started off as just typical college, you know, friends get together, let's play some, play some music. Our buddies will come out to the bar, and we'll play once a month and just kind of have fun with it. And it it started out that way, and then slowly. Was it like the Blues Brothers? Like you guys? Uh, let's see. Thought the first one was free, and uh, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean that, <laughs> that type that of situation still happens to All us, right. where they're like, uh, "Yeah, so I owe you three hundred bucks, but you drank four hundred dollars yeah, worth of yeah. beer." <laughs> but yeah, it 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 started just gaining a little momentum. Just people said, "Hey, you guys are pretty good. We'll come out and see you next time." And and I don't know if you have ever been to Cedar Falls. We used to be the house band for the Hub, 
yeah, before st- my time. Yeah. That I've, uh, I, I didn't grow up here, so right. I didn't go to college here. I'm a, I'm a well, southerner. When did you come to town? So I came here 15 years ago from Florida. Okay, so. Uh, so... But I didn't know much about you guys until oh, yeah, the last of couple of years. So uh, so I went into that Cedar Falls scene or well, either I probably would have come out. Either was I until I joined the band. I, I used to think, ah, Cedar Falls, whatever. And, yeah. and you know, I'd go up there and, and they really, this old bar, The Hub, it was a music venue. Heard about it, yeah. It, it really built a culture of just inclusiveness and come on out and just have a good time. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's here for support. And we've kind of taken that. That bar's closed. It's five years actually tomorrow that bar has been closed but we've sort of taken that out with us you know all those students that went there have graduated and they live in des moines and omaha and boji and madison wisconsin you remember your college band you remember your yeah your, your go-to band i mean there's no doubt about and it and so now we no matter where we go we were just in madison wisconsin we played the majestic theater up there and cool. and every show we kind of go okay anybody out there did anybody go to cedar falls you and i Ah, you uh, know, there's always about half the crowds yelling. So, so we we sort of created a, a culture, and then it spread out a little bit, and that allowed us to find our popularity. I mean, we used to play um, Cedar Rapids might be one of our biggest markets right now, um, but we used to play there five six years ago, and to no one, you know, no one would show up. Yeah, no one was there, and now it's it's you know we sold out the Paramount Theater last year. Uh, we got forty six hundred people into McGrath Amphitheater last summer. So, you know, it's it's been a wild ride. Well, you guys have paid your dues. To we, get, we've paid our dues, It, it right? didn't happen overnight. We're so. still paying our dues, too. I, yeah. I had a conversation with somebody about this the other day that you never fully pay your dues, right? No, no. Never. So speaking of paying your dues, you're back, you, you know, keeping the timing down on the drum kit. Yep. But occasionally, they give you the spotlight. Sometimes. You know, I mean, Ringo didn't get the spotlight no. a whole lot. He had one song. Yeah. What little, was the Ringo little, song? Little Help from a Friend. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. You know, you had Beth. And kiss, yep. you know, where you know they gave they gave the cat <laughs> the spotlight for for one song. So you get your spotlight yep. in the show, most shows, I would assume. And so, how did that come about? That like, how did they say? You know what? I think you know Mason's a pretty good singer, yeah, but, but you know we need to Mike. we need to go <laughs> off the rails and let, let's let's bring in our old rap song in the middle <laughs> of a set. Well, like many of our songs, we don't generally pl- say we're going to learn this song and plan it and learn it. I mean. What happened was Mason used to have a guitar that would go out of tune after every song. This is back in the day when we're a bar band, right? Okay. You know, so Mason would tune his guitar after every song, and we'd there'd be this dead air. And me and Corey started saying, "Well, let's just let's just mess around. Let's play some songs." Um, I th- I thought it'd be funny to get the samples for "Gangsters Paradise" by Coolio on my little drum machine. Yeah, and we would. I knew the first verse. Maybe maybe we'd play it for thirty seconds. And but people really reacted to that. That the minute you hear that yeah. first note of Coolio "Gangsters Paradise," so we eventually Mason would start. He'd tune his guitar and then he'd start singing the chorus. And then I'd learn the second verse. And then he'd and and so sure, slowly but surely it became uh, a staple and now that's kind of one of those songs that people expect to hear yeah. uh at our show i mean there there's a couple that we could probably never take out of the set list <laughs> and that's probably one of them there you go well <laughs> they they got to give you your 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 moment there yeah, right? i, I got to have i've been working hard like yeah. give me something yeah turn all, the lights on me is. so everybody can see that i'm back here just one song that's all i want that's it. now there might be a time where you get you know a full set you know i mean you're you're not doing drum solos or anything yeah. like that you don't yep. do a you know thirty minute drum nope, solo. That's or not me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Neil Pert, and we'll let him do the let him do that. But uh, but that's your drum solo, if you of will. course, yes, so. yes. That that is my moment to shine. And I always thank my mom for turning me on to gangster rap as a young child. And that's totally not true. She no. never never turned me on to gangster rap. But whenever she's in the crowd, she always like, oh, Michael. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> so it's not the Weird Al version of, no, of Gangster Paradise. But do you think someday we should we should flip it and you, do hey, the Amish Paradise he, one? I, I don't know if people would understand it completely. <laughs> I mean, but anyone that's ever seen the Weird Al, they be would like, know it. You know, Coolio didn't like that. I heard. No, that. he was not a fan of that. From but, what I heard. But if Coolio was at your show and you and you went into the Weird Al version, I think Coolio would probably not be happy with this. Because so. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he'd want to hear his version yeah. at least, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard anything from Coolio or any people no, associated? We we haven't. We've gotten a couple. Um, every once in a while, somebody will like the, the original artist. Will like one of our 
our covers that we put up, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, if you know much about YouTube and the monetization of YouTube, we're, we're on there and, and some artists will come and claim that song is theirs sure. and, and reduce any type of monetary money that you would make off of that. But, uh, that's their right. I mean, yep, we're, sure. we're just a cover band. We're just here to, what, the way we look at it is we're trying to, we're not trying to steal what they've written and what they've brought to us is, is we just want to enhance it. And, and there's been a lot of times where people have come to us and said, Hey, I've never, I've never heard Tennessee whiskey before, yeah. but because you played it now, I I've gone out and bought the original and I, it's one of my favorite songs. So that's what we're trying to do is just play, play songs that we like and that you like and well, I'd imagine your set list is a little bit different than most cover bands. It's pretty. It's pretty. I mean, you got you got the range from, you know, I mean, like you said, Tennessee whiskey. I mean, to do a, a Chris Stapleton song, right. and then to on the other side do you know Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift or, or, or or Katy Perry or something, you know. Like, and and like, now we're doing like Cindy, Cindy Lauper, and then you go sure. from Cindy Lauper into Phil Collins into Taylor Swift into Katy Perry, like yeah. you said. I mean, it's it's pretty all over the place, but. Maybe that's one of the reasons why why people like us is is because we don't try to pigeonhole ourselves into this is what you're gonna hear. Yeah. We, we, it's very hard to tell people what they're going to hear at our show, which is maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. It makes it a little difficult to book gigs sometimes because sure. we're not a whatever an '80s tribute or or so and so tribute. That's so fine. Yeah, that's it's fine. oh, it's totally great. I mean, that's well, you know, if you you could go down that road if you wanted to become the you know, hey, we're going to do the air supply tribute tonight, right. and I don't think people would like that too much. <laughs> or, or, or we're going to do this this set from from Manilow, and uh, yeah, you know, see see how that or goes. Or maybe over. they would. You never know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure somewhere out there there's a great air supply tribute band, and. Barry Manilow's got probably a tribute band yep. out there, but you know that's that's not you guys. Well, I, we just pride ourselves in, for instance, the last show we were at in uh, Dubuque. Um, there was kids fr- from 18 years old to um, to 60 years old, and all different nationalities and, and from different places, and men and women and different ages that like different genres. I mean, that that's what we want. We just want people to come together and. And know that they're going to hear something that they that they like. Very cool. I imagine Ragbri is probably very similar to that. In the just, y- you never know who you're going to meet, right? You turn one corner and there's so and so, and no doubt, turns out you knew him from childhood, and this guy becomes your longtime friend. You never met him until Ragbri. It's it's got to be the same thing. Right? There's all kinds of you know. There's some great stories out there. I and bet I'm, there I'm is. sure as you play more and more, and you develop some of those friendships, they can tell you some some. There's some cool stuff happening out there. What year Ragbra is coming up? This is 47. Is that so, crazy that, yeah. that this idea started Insane. 47 years ago? I mean, you weren't even a thought. No, and, not even close. And it's still going. And so, it, it, is it, does it get bigger and bigger every year still? Or have you yeah, kind of peaked you know, at that? It's, it's kind of, it's probably capped because we can't fit any more people in some of these towns. That's very I mean, true. We're, we're in, and we don't want to lose that small town charm. Of course. Where we go into a, a town the size of Sigourney. Right. I mean, that, Centerville this every, year, right? I every mean, inch of the, that, that <laughs> it was packed. Every last year. piece of grass had someone sleeping on it. Yeah. So, so we we hate to lose that small town charm and just always go Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, stuff like that. It, it would lose its its luster. So I, I've talked to a lot of people, uh, a lot of longtime writers. Now that I'm more intrigued by it, I want I want to know more about sure. it. And certain people love the northern route. Some people love the southern route. You know, I mean, that's just funny how. You've just got your own quirks about yeah. it, and oh, and we love going to this town. And so you're going to play Centerville, yeah. which is coming off one of the hardest days. Uh, that's why so, I think it was so, the same last year too. So you're going to have to, you know, <laughs> you're going to have to bring your A game because because people are going to be kind of, oh, man, I'm a little sore, I'm a little whatever. So yep. you're going to have to say, you know what, we're going we're going to get you, go. we're going to get your energy back up. My my parents actually lived in Centerville for about eleven years. Oh wow, they moved um, last year. And then they're like, oh, really? We, we move away from Centerville, and now the pork tornadoes are, are playing oh, in the town square. Okay. So that was kind of funny. Well, that, that is the home of, of one of the most world-renowned singers in the entire Simon world. Estes, Simon right? Yep. Simon comes out every once in a while. And Does he really? Shows up. But last time we were in Centerville, Simon came over and um, just you know said hello to folks and all yeah. that. And, uh, Does yeah. he still live there? Uh, no, he lives. I see him a lot in Des Moines. I mean, he's all. I mean, pretty well, he's much got all the amphitheater over. Named after him. Yep. 
and uh, he's got the amputator, and they just opened up a wing over at DMAC. Wow. That's, um, you know, in tribute to him. So That's so great. But, what I mean, cool guy. Cool guy. I mean, he sounds I, like it. We've worked on a few projects. I, I always joke. I'm like, I would love to hear Simon S. sing uh, The Grinch, because I think he's got, oh, yeah. he's got the coolest voice of all time, and, like, you know, that you're a mean one would be, like... So we, we always joke around. Maybe, it, maybe like, this year's the year in I, Centerville, you know, I, get him on stage. And I asked him that question. <laughs> he said, I've, I've sung it one time. And um, so really, really cool individual. Just a, uh, just a great man. Right, so, right. So, uh, so let me ask you a couple other questions. So you've been playing for, for a number of years. You, you get your one song on stage. Yep. Have, have you toyed around with other ones and saying, come on, let me have, well, let me have a second song? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a good singer. And, and it doesn't bode well when you've got, uh, you know, three guys that can sing very well. Yep. So it's never going to be a vocal song. Uh, it's going to have to be the, the old school rap song. So we're, we're toying around with a couple, but, you know, how do you, how do you find something as iconic as Gangster's Paradise, you know, to that, that one just sort of took on a life of its own. So what's the next one? I, I've got a couple up my sleeve, but I don't know what they are yet. Yeah. Occasionally, in case, you know, you just say, we're going to play songs that we haven't, you know, yeah. gone down that road. We're just going to try these out. Just try them out. And I'm sure along the way, you've you've went out there, figured, hey, we're going to kill it with this song, yep. And, yep. and it kind of fell flat. There are many, I'd say about only 50% of the songs we learned will actually stick around. Okay. And a lot of it has to do with uh, modern day pop music has kind of a limited shelf life. And then you find those, those songs that do stick around, like the... Um, uh, Justin Timberlake can't stop the feeling. Sure, I mean that song was a was a huge hit, and then it sort of stuck around. Where um, we were playing a song by uh, Camilla Cabella last summer that was a huge hit, and then it just sort of eh, it yep. just sort Shelf of fell life. apart. Yep. And that's fine. We we know we're going to run into that, but yep. we're just trying to find those those long term songs. So there's always that that song of the summer that of course. And, and and it's like okay, if that Ragbrad DJ plays that song one more time, I'm, <laughs> what was I'm, it? What I'm, was it the last uh, couple of years? Probably can't uh, stop the feeling well, was yeah, one of them. I yeah. mean, that was one of them and that was like and 2 years ago. It's just like, oh gosh, the, the kid, middle the, the last kid year. rock song, the um the uh, mashup oh of, the of, Alabama one uh, or the yeah uh the, the Skinner yep, yep. remix or whatever so so there's <laughs> always you can never listen yeah, to again <laughs> yeah so there's always just just some songs that those that are the ones we're looking for yeah. so send them our way when you're sick of a song you tell me oh and w- and then we'll take it on <laughs> yeah so there there are some some you know great songs out there but but some of them are just like oh yeah please don't ever play that please song again don't. <laughs> I, I will I will kill you hey pork tornadoes if you ever play this song you're not playing ragbri ever yeah, again I will go. make sure of it <laughs> so an interesting thing just doing a little research i was like i punched in pork tornadoes one day and it popped up that the members of fish had a band called yeah. pork tornado yep did you guys know that when you came up with the name when, when they when the original band came up with the name that the story goes um they used to change their name every show just for fun of it like oh whatever we'll be this band name and then they realized that they probably need to come up with a a name that's the same, so people can find okay. out when they're playing. So they uh, they were driving to a gig in Ames. They didn't have a name picked out yet. The the DJ came on and said that a tornado had hit a pig farm somewhere in Iowa, and and he said it was a pork tornado. Oh, you know, wacky DJ. And they said that's the name. Never ever thought of it. They they weren't fish fans or jam band fans. And then it got about three four years in, and somebody started saying that. Go, hey, by the way, did you know this? And so, from what I've heard, they don't play that often. It's sort of a side project uh, called Pork Tornado. Tor- uh, it's different. Yeah. We are the Pork Tornadoes, yeah. plural. It's it's a mess, but what are you going to do? I mean... It, it is what it is. It is. And I think at this point, we have more internet presence than they do, uh, more videos, more... It, it was just weird that that popped up. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, now, wait. that guy, that's, that's the drummer from Fish. Yeah. I'm, I'm like... That doesn't look like those guys in beards. Like, you know, <laughs> who are these guys? Yeah, but uh, I, I'm sure English teachers appreciate that you spelled tornadoes the right correct, way. Correct. Correct. Yeah, the uh, the correct way. Thank you. Yep. I'm not a, a, a grammar expert <laughs> by any means, but I know how to spell tornadoes. Yep. It's often misspelled, but according to the dictionary, you could spell it either way. You can like, kind of do what you want, but but, but that is the, the Iowa way yes. of, of doing it. Yep. So tornadoes there you go <laughs> and, it, and it's the funny thing about the name is it, i mean it's a terrible name J- just to be honest it doesn't really reflect a lot of people hear the name and then they hear us and they go that doesn't make sense i, I don't like your name versus you guys but it's memorable uh so people do remember us um 
and then we we like having a little uphill battle to be like, well, we're gonna have to yeah. we're gonna have to beat be be as good as we can because this name is terrible. But you can't change it at this point, okay. and and we're fine with it. We own it. It's got four letters, four letters, four letters, yeah, and if you perfect. just put DOS on there, yeah. then it's like. The pork torn dose. Do- torta dose? Two, two, two <laughs> dose, dose, two, what, what is that? Well, so. we owe it to our graphics guy, a friend of ours, for making that logo look as cool as possible. Because if, you know, you got to have a cool looking logo. Absolutely. And, and if we didn't have that logo, then it would we would be a terrible name. But I think people kind of uh, don't think about the terrible name anymore. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but. You know, every, like rock documentary i've ever watched yeah. and they came up with how did how did they come up with their logo and it's like you know i mean if you if you don't look at the vh and know immediately yeah. i mean did it's it iconic, make van halen right? cooler to have that logo absolutely you know i mean i scribbled like kiss on oh, my on my notebook and stuff i was like whoever came up with that those two s's that was the coolest thing in the world right and even like the metallica with the m and the and exactly. the a and it's it's it becomes an as iconic as the band does really the logo I and mean, you can't change that you know it's it is what it is you'll never change it mm-hmm. this is what it is i mean you, you got to go with it so do you ever get tempted to play some crazy stuff that you grew up on like i mean you mentioned metallica yeah. or something i mean if you came out with with something crazy like that i mean you never know i mean have you ever played a metallica song i mean uh, at a, during all, a show we all know it i yeah. mean you know there'll be times somebody's just messing around playing yeah. a riff and then we all jump in and play it and we used to mess around a lot more when when it was a little late more of a laid-back show you're at a bar it doesn't matter for some of these big profile shows we want to be as professional as possible yeah. and here's the set list and there's no dead time um but it would be really funny to to throw out a Metallica song or like when a, you guys played Fry Fist, I'm like, all right, if you're gonna <laughs> play, did, if we? you're gonna play Metallica, I mean, if you don't play Sandman, it's like, all right, so there's your opportunity. Yeah, there's here's almost the unofficial theme song of, and, of and Iowa we did, football. of course, right. Yeah, so and, and then the other thing is, you want to do it justice. We're not here to make fun of no, the song. No. Like we want to at least, and and we're very pop orientated. So would we? sound that good doing it ah, you never yeah. know yeah i don't think his we didn't voice sing is it. quite it wasn't yeah. perfect but yeah. we put it together yeah. that morning there so what go. are you gonna do yeah i think his voice is a little <laughs> closer to cindy lopper than uh <laughs> than james, than james yeah yep. so uh yeah but the beat is yeah. iconic yeah and that's what especially for iowa football yeah. yep. exactly and well, you're in front of a bunch of iowa fans so you got to play it very very cool <laughs> so you you grew up in cedar rapids then? no i grew up in st louis in st louis yeah okay. i lived there till i was 14 okay my dad took a new job in cedar rapids uh moved me up right before high school one oh. of the worst yeah there you go you know and i and i swore and this uh, this is a testament to iowa but i i swore the minute i graduated high school i'm out of here i'm back to st louis and I stayed here, and then I said, well, I'll go to college at the University of Iowa, but then I'm out of here. I'm going to a coast. I'm getting a job, and, and I've been here. I've been here ever since. I, I've slowly realized that Iowa seriously, the people of Iowa, the state of Iowa made me who I am today. And, and the minute I could actually sit back and go, okay, this, this is true. I actually do like this place. I do like these people. I, I don't think I could ever live in a big city again. I think Des Moines is probably about as big of a city as I could actually live in at this point. You know, you're, you, my sentiments exactly. I Do you feel up, the same I, way? I grew up in Florida. Yeah. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, like yeah. in the heyday of spring break. Jeez. And went to school in Gainesville, like, you know, big, big cities. And uh, I was like, I would never move to Idaho. Like, yeah, yeah Ohio. Yeah, Isn't that the Buckeye like, State? Where, where are the, and I've been here 16 years and I'm like, I, I can't move back there. Yeah. I mean, I loved growing up there. Of course. It's great to visit, right? You know? But, oh, my God, sitting in traffic for, like, four hours <laughs> to get across town is like, ah, I can't do that. Well, so, And you've been there. You Anyone listening to this has been on vacation before, and, you, and you've met some people, um, and they, they've gravitated towards you just because of how friendly you are. And, and sometimes they make comments about it. They're like, why are you, why are you talking to me? Why are you so friendly? It's, it's because we're from the Midwest, and we're from Iowa, and we... We just good. generally, this is all we have is people and relationships. We don't have mountains and oceans. and That's right. Yeah. We got good people. We got a bike ride. That's what we people. sell with Ragbride. Yeah. We say we don't, we don't have the oceans and the mountains. No. We got barns and we got soybeans and we got corn and we got pigs and we got pork tornadoes. We got, we got all the, well, all the fun stuff that is different than yeah, California it's or different. New York. So. Well, you know, I don't know if you heard this story. There's a, there's a group of, uh, there, they have a, company a shipping company in new jersey 
um, and they ride Ragbri. Some of their some of their CEOs and their top people. Um, they're they're from actually from Europe and South Africa, and they lo- now live in New Jersey. They saw us for the first time in Charles City while riding Ragbri from a different city in a different state, and they've now flown us out twice to Long Beach, California, to perform at their like <laughs> very cool. annual event because they just because they saw us on Ragbri and and they appreciated the band and the time and and we talked to them about Ragbri. They they love it. They'll be back again this year. They wanted to know what town we're in. And there you go. They'll be back. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's I amazing. Mean, just, I mean, just all of a sudden, just, hey, I know this sounds kind of strange, but do you guys mind flying over to L.A. to play play a gig? Yeah, and do you we'll, mind if we we'll pay you pick, to come to we'll Long pick Beach? pick you up and, and yeah. we'll fly you there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely one of the coolest gigs we've, we've ever yeah. played, just for the, for the story of it. And then it was actually fun, and you're meeting all these great people, and, you that, know, it, it was amazing, just from playing Ragbri. That, that's... You know, I'm glad you shared that because there yeah. there are some cool stories oh, that yeah. happened on on Ragbri, and there there are people that literally um, I, I know musicians that have that have played Ragbri that were expecting to walk out on a Tuesday night that are national musicians and are like, yeah, we're expecting two thousand people, of course, and we kind of <laughs> we peaked out there. I remember um, we had Brett Michaels play in Mason City. And, you know, they kind of peeked out out of his trailer or whatever. He's all like, yeah, there's like 500 people out yeah. there. It's going to be your we'll phone typical. We'll tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, he walked out on stage and it's like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, he's like, this this takes me back 30 years. <laughs> like, like there's people like on a Tuesday Might night. Might have been one of the best shows of the tour he was yeah. on or something yeah. like that. And it was just like, you know, like just blown away. Yeah. And uh, I think the band that opened Warrant, hung out and like partied like rock stars because said it, it, the town was on fire yep. it's like we're expecting tuesday night let's go get some sushi or you know <laughs> and like like oh hell yeah it's on you know so so it's it's kind of fun for people from all different walks of life yeah. that, that all of a sudden i was a really cool place in the middle of summer when you've got events like rag yeah, exactly. or other really cool festivals throughout throughout the midwest there's some there's some really cool stuff that you would never know until you kind of no. ingrain yourself in, yeah. into our culture. Well, we're I, I can tell you like we're, we're grateful. We don't take Ragbri for granted. You know, it's it's such an incredible stage to be on. So many incredible people to play in front of that it's it's one of our top shows of the year to where we we make sure that that things go well. I mean, because we don't want to disappoint the the hardworking people that are spending their time and their money to be on the trip and. And well, we, we are grateful for every time we get asked to play Ragbri. Well, cool. We appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, I know you've poked fun at our, our old beer <laughs> companies in the past, which is pretty cool. So we got a new beer company. So yeah. So we got, we got Big uh, Grove. Yeah, Big Grove, right? Right out of, I know you, you back a, a whiskey uh, as well up on stage. Yeah. That is uh, another Iowa company. So I know you, you like promoting things that are Iowa. So we'll, we'll oh, make it we, a little bit easier. Oh, we love Iowa stuff. Yeah, we'll make it a little bit easier you on go. you guys. Now we can get down. We can get down with Big Grove yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Big Grove, they're wonderful people. Yeah, we've, they we've are. We've got a bike Solar, ride. right? Yeah, we're actually doing a bike ride over there at the end of June. So oh, if you're really? into biking, yeah, we're I'll actually- come down. I'm a biker now? Yeah. Do I, do I say I'm a biker or a cyclist? Whatever. Whatever. It's it's okay. cool. Either way. I'm a biker. So, uh, Sounds yeah, cooler. I ride. I ride. I, I, I bike. You don't say cyclist because then you're like, it's kind of elitist. Live you know? to ride, you're, ride to live kind of thing. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Wh- whatever works, <laughs> you know. But hey, it's a really cool event. We are going from Big Grove in Iowa City, which is kind of a yep. cool place. Ride to Red's Ale House in, yep, North Liberty, in North Liberty, and then up to Big Grove and Solon. Cool. So we've got a couple of bands playing there. We got the one band in North Liberty is the Spacemen. Oh, I, I've heard about them. They were kind of discovered on Ragman, yeah, weren't they? A yeah. couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. They're I got to like, see these kids. They're like you know, picture yourself when you're 14. You I know? can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. So they play. You know, they play for the ladies, and um, you know they're cool kids. They're awesome. probably 15 now. Um, go up to. At Solon, we got uh, Mike and Andy dueling pianos at okay. play. Uh, I think they're kind of Des Moines based, okay. and um, turn around and come back, and then we've got some DJ action. But just rag ride mentality. It's only about forty miles. Yeah. Lot, lots of fun that. in there. Yeah, and then Big Grove really. That bar is really cool. Yeah, by the, the, way. the big one that yep. they built is yep. awesome. Yep, they've they've they got a, they're smart folks. And they, they know what they're doing. They became our sponsor, so we're a little partial, and they they make some good beer as well. But but uh, good good Iowa company, good Iowa families. Well, so. now's a now's a fun time to tell you about a new sponsor we have that. Yeah, you might, you, the Ragbriers may very much enjoy this. It's called DHM Detox. Have you ever heard of that? No, it's a, it's a hangover pill cure. 
that's all natural that we just tried out one day just for the fun of it and legitimately it worked like i'm not giving you okay. a line here hmm. so we reached out to him we said hey we got a crowd that likes to drink a lot you know would you give us a promo code and they said oh we checked you out on youtube you guys are awesome here's a promo code so you can go to dhm detox and type in pork t20 get 20 percent off there you go you're going to need to stock up for that on rag it's, it's a much, right it's just uh, a pill yeah it's a hangover uh, pill cure so you could buy a six pack of them you buy like the- a 10 pack for like 20 bucks or something okay. like that and yeah all right so i just thought maybe not, the rag not a dual like male potency no 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 nope. right, just, just hangover just hangover all right yep. just just checking their slogans no wasted days and on rag you can't hey, waste days no, can you? absolutely not <laughs> Absolutely not. You can edit that all out if you want. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> they we're, need to know about we're that. We're good. We're good with that. Well, there's no break. I mean, you look at our lineup that we're going through. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, over in, C- in uh, Council Bluffs, we start off. I think Taxi Driver's playing. Then we have Hairball playing yeah. Atlantic. Staple. We've got um, Here Come the Mummies. Yep. First I've heard time. About them. Um, really looking forward to that. Then uh, Indianola, we got Big got Head Todd. Yeah, and playing. Sister Hazel. Sister Hazel. That's going to be awesome. Sister Hazel was my college band. Oh, like, really? To, oh, okay, I, that I'm was your Gainesville, band, right? So they were my my go-to. Yep. I mean, they were they were the pork tornadoes yes. of my college days. So the band you go see at the college bar, no matter and, what, and they were killing it. And they would play, you know, Tom Petty's from there. So, yep. I mean, yep. a lot of Petty influences and stuff like that. So... They They're were Tuesday, killing it. right? Yep, Tuesday. And then, you know, Port Tornadoes yep, playing Centerville. Centerville on Wednesday. Yep. And then uh, Fairfield's got a bunch of different bands. They have a little different atmosphere there. They've got some um, kind of more uh, moving and grooving. they got a oh, cool. glow party going oh, nice. on. Spasmatics are playing over in Burlington. Yeah, those guys are buddy of ours. We yep. play with them for a while. Yeah. So lots of, lots of fun. That's going to be awesome. I mean, every night is going to be fun. So you can't take a night off. So You, you literally can't what's, take what's a night product? off this year. <laughs> what, what is that product? DHM Detox Pork T20. Is your uh, discount code. Okay. You're going to need those. <laughs> All right. Is there some banners up on stage? Uh, we be, might. Yeah. We, we just this just came about like two days ago. Okay. So we haven't even made our video and announced it yet. You're oh. hearing it here first. All right. All right. We got <laughs> we got some insight here. Yep. So so very cool. So you got some upcoming shows before Ragbri that people can catch at? Yeah, we, we're all over the place. We're in uh, Johnston Green Days, June fifteenth. Cool. Um, I think we're in Creston the weekend after that. Cedar Falls for Sturgis Falls at the end yep. of June. Uh, we're an independence for the 4th of July. Oh, one such of my a, favorite towns. Such a cool town. And they put on a big fireworks display. Our family, for about 10 straight years, went up to independence yep. for the 4th yeah, of always, July right? celebration. And uh, it was like a huge streak that we had yep. going. And, you know, now the kids are, you know, course, teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like, want to go anymore. Yeah, so it's kind of... For, for about 10 straight years, we went up there and had a great time. And they were always courting us for Rag yep. Bri. And yep. we've been there several times. i got a lot of good friends in Independence now be, because, because of that. Because of that. Um, but what a great – you'll you'll love it there. We played there last – we opened up for a band last year, and this year we're the headliner on oh, July 4th. Cool. It was a great time. July 5th, we're at uh, Okaboji, that green space, the free live at the lake oh, yeah. shows. Always one of our favorites up in Okaboji. Yeah. And then it just keeps going. Ankeny Summerfest, uh, Waverly, oh, Waverly Heritage Days. Yeah. So you're at Summerfest. Cool. We're, we're all I'll, over I'll the go summer. across the street and uh, catch you guys. That'd be great. So, yeah, I think we're Saturday night, maybe. So the funny thing, I was during Summerfest, I walk across the street and I see a couple of you guys like, <laughs> at my neighbor's house party, like before your oh, show. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, because, you know, it's not like you guys blend in real well. No. You got a <laughs> bunch of guys with beards. Black and like, shirts yeah. and beards. I'm like, hey, those guys look familiar. So uh, it was just funny. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go down to the show later. So that's cool. You're playing Summerfest again. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So And obviously Rag Bri in the middle. We're looking forward to Rag it. Rag yep. And you're going to bring you're gonna bring the show. We're bringing the show this year. Right. Yep. Full-blown right. LED walls and crazy. I, we got some new crazy uh, smoke machines and there you all go. kinds of stuff. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, one question now that you're a cyclist and, and you might ride a day of Rag Bri. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the question we ask of all our okay. guests. So if you only had one slice of pie left in the world, what's your go-to pie? Uh, you mean like uh, the, the location, the restaurant? No, no, or? no, no. What flavor? Oh, okay. Well, this may disappoint some people. I am actually a vegetarian, even though I'm in the pork tornadoes. That's okay. I love plain cheese pizza. I don't want any veggies on it. So you're going that kind of pie. I we're just, talking, we're talking Oh, I thought you were talking about pizza cherry. pie. No, no, no. That's okay. Some can people I, can I said, go with pizza pie? Absolutely. 
just plain cheese. <laughs> All, right, All right. As far as regular pie, though, yeah, I think I'm just a cherry. Cherry just pie, just a regular cherry, cherry pie we, guy. We've had people. We've had people that come back with boysenberry and pumpkin. Oh and, yeah, and uh, you know Rhubarb. every type. I mean, that's the cool thing about Ragbri. When you ride, you'll realize that culture of pie, and it's not your store bought. You know, right. Nothing wrong with high V pie, of course. Yeah, but when the ninety-year-old lady from the Methodist yep. Church comes out and says, "Would Would you like to try my pie?" Do you that, always say yes? And you're like, "Oh, I, I really can't eat anything more, but I will go but for yes, that I pizza will. pie." Yeah, <laughs> so cool. But pizza pie is important. All right, pizza I mean, because you know, seriously, you get done with the show. Pizza is one it, of the you best. Know, Casey's Pizza in the middle of the yes. night has happened often, <laughs> uh, even though they shut down their ovens, unfortunately, too early. Yeah, they might have College a couple towns, left over. They, they have it going a little bit longer. Yep. So. But uh, but very cool. Very cool. So any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with um, that uh, – Anything in, on the future horizons of the pork tornadoes? No, we're, we're trying to do a lot more with our YouTube channel right now. We've, we've gotten some success. Our, our Tennessee whiskey videos over two million something views oh, wow. on YouTube. It's it's crazy. It's it's like the that's like Kardashian. Yeah, almost. it's the fifth highest uh, viewed cover of Tennessee whiskey on YouTube. So so generally, what we've been trying to tell people is we've we've been trying to step our game. So up are some it. of those covers like by a cat or something like that? No, or they're, they're all no, they're, no, they're legitimate. People, all, yeah. all legit. And yeah. you're, you're number five. We're in number the nation. five. Okay, it's just right. in the world, I in guess you would put it. Okay. But but there's some. Really, if you've never heard of, of of us before, or you've only just seen us live, and it's it's sometimes it's a different experience when you can see some of the videos that we have good audio of, and you can really hear. We just did some stripped down videos where it's just Mason and Jerry. Oh, I thought you were talking in the, in the buff. And, uh, you said oh yeah, stripped down. Strip down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a new video It'd series. Be a different it's, than YouTube, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a G-rated. Yeah, uh, it's very G-rated. PG PG YouTube. I've kept channel. my swear words back. There, there you go. <laughs> no, you guys are, and that's the cool thing on stage. You know, you could bring your daughter. You know, yeah. I've got a 15 year old daughter. I would absolutely bring her to yeah. a show and not feel like you're going to kid rocker or anything like that yeah or, or that it's going to be really old songs that she doesn't know you know i mean we that's why we try to tailor it to everybody where you can bring your kids but you'll also enjoy yourself or you too. you could bring your mom or, or or your mom yeah yeah you never mom know. loves it yeah well cool well mike thanks for yeah, coming thanks for out here me, and uh you know keep on rocking and uh, i look forward wait. to seeing you on rag by this summer. hopefully i'll be riding with you too on thursday all right sounds good thanks buddy This is Andrea, and yeah, that's right, this would be Parrot Talk. This is the I'm Sleepy edition. But don't worry, listener, I like talking bikes whether I'm awake, sleepy, whatever. I'll talk bikes. You bring up a good conversation topic, I'm there. Um, actually, speaking of today, I am going to be talking about a question that I came up with myself because I've been doing a little bit more street biking lately, and I'm normally a trail biking person. I try to stick to the trails exclusively because they're just prettier, less noisy, more naturey, if you might say that. Um, but the roads have their perks too. Namely, they go places that you like to visit while you're on a bike. So I had a question come up, and I've always wondered about this. So I called my friend Morphology and asked her about it. Now, she can't be here today, so I'm just going to ask myself the question and then answer it. But she provided me with the knowledge. Um, I also got a little, it kind of sparked a little bit of a Wikipedia wormhole on biking in the street as opposed to trails. And so I got a lot of other information from, um, I think it's like the Los Angeles Traffic Department. Just Google like sharing the road with motor vehicles or something. And anyway, I got it online. So I'm sure it's all true, but morphology can verify it later. <laughs> okay. So my actual question, if you say you're biking along in the street as normal and you come up to a stoplight and there is a large line of cars waiting for the stoplight, do you ride up to the get white line and wait at the stoplight at the front of the line of cars on the right side? Or do you just stop and wait in your place in the line of cars? Right? Because do you get out ahead of the driver so that they are aware of you and you otherwise you might have to wait for multiple cycles of the light. 
you know, you're stuck back there in the back with all the exhaust. It's kind of crappy. Um, answer, no. You actually are supposed to wait in your place in the line of cars. And the thought behind that is that when you are a bicyclist on the road, and you're not, we're not talking bike lanes here, we're talking just a normal everyday road, you are treated and should act the exact same as if you are driving a car. So you technically have that whole slice of road to your left and right. You should take up the whole lane. You're, ver- you're verified, that's not the right word, um, entitled to the whole slice of road um, to your left and right for the length of your bike. Um, and you should take it. So you should just chill, stay in the line of cars, and just move forward as the light allows safely. Um, it kind of goes along with that same thing of where legality aside, when you're driving a car, you really should just change lanes to pass the bike. It's the safest. It makes the most sense with the bike is a vehicle kind of line of thinking. Um, and it's just, it's the right thing to do to give each other a little space. Um the main thing, the connecting thread along all the stuff I'm going to be talking about today, just be patient and treat each other as you would want to be treated in the other type of vehicle, whether you're driving a car or a bike. Um, so this article that I found online that is 100% true says that before you ride, you should take a few minutes to do an ABC bike check, which I've never heard of an ABC bike check, but it's kind of cute, so I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Check your air and your tires, check your brakes, and check your chain. Um, I would say that I almost always check my air. I guess you check your brakes right away when you're getting started, but I almost never check my chain, so I am just doing the ab um, check, which I need to work on. So, Try to remember to do all three of those. Those are really important parts of your bike, and they really would mess you up fast if they weren't functioning. So um, moving on. When you're sharing the road as a bicyclist with motor vehicles, so you're a biker, you're on the road, um, obviously you want to obey all traffic regulations, and you never want to ride against traffic. Going That whole thing where people sometimes bike or run against traffic it's so confusing. It's so scary as a motorist. It's not the right way to go on a bike. Ride your bike with traffic in the lane, not on the sidewalk. Bike as if you were a car. If I could bike as fast as the car, I totally would, but I can't. But otherwise, the same. Um, don't ride on the sidewalk. Um, ride in a straight line. Now, that one sounds stupid. When you're first getting into biking, it can be really easy to swerve around, um, especially if you're not used to having to ride straight. And that is a skill that will only come in handy when you get into bigger rides like Ragbri. Um, when necessary, use the entire lane. I would say always use the entire lane if you have to. I usually ride all the way to the right just for my own personal safety reasons because it's easier to exit the road in sort of a dangerous situation. Uh, but you're entitled to whatever part of the lane you want to ride in. And especially if there is debris in the road or any other kind of obstruction, you're enti- if you're within those two white lines, you're entitled to that, or the white and the yellow lines, you're entitled to that. Um, now, this is a tip that I had not thought of in a long time, but there are two ways to safely turn left across an intersection. The first would be, as you would guess, to move over into the left turn lane, or the left side of the lane and wait for a break in traffic or your turn at the stop sign slash light and turn left. The other way is to bike across the street, stop at the corner of the crosswalk, get off your bike and walk your bike across the pedestrian crosswalk. Um, I never thought about that. I guess you can do it. I don't see how that would be beneficial because then you have to re- you have to exit traffic and then re-enter traffic. Um, and it's confusing to have to walk your bike, but it is, it is part, a way to do a valid way to do it. Just make sure you're actually walking the bike when you're in the pedestrian crosswalk. The pedestrian crosswalk is for people walking. Okay. Um, get it right. Um, okay. So when you're turning right, make sure you watch for other people. Um, it's a really easy way to get hit because people can't see you as easily as when you're turning left. Um, Keep a good eye of people 
in the parking lane on the right. Make sure you don't get hit by a door. I think most bicyclists are probably aware of the danger of people opening doors, but it's easy to get into a sense of like complacency and not really being as worried as you should be about people opening doors. All right. Use the bike lane when it's available. It's just easier. It's nicer unless it's full of debris. And then I would say use the regular car lane. I don't know what the official verdict is on that, but sometimes they're just full of crud and you can't bike there safely. So I would say bike as close to the bike lane as possible. But a lot of times, especially in Des Moines, the bike lanes are nice. Just use them and be aware of your surroundings. All right. So that is the the essence of what I had to tell you today. The other thing that they mentioned on this article is a way to lock your bike. Obviously, you always want to lock your bike. People, even in a place where you feel comfortable leaving your bike unlocked, all it takes is one person to, one bad person, evil, coal-hearted person to walk by, grab your bike, and go. Um, and it, those people are unfortunately everywhere. I mean, I don't want to be paranoid, but like you just have to be careful and you just have to protect your precious baby bicycle. Um, but on those bike lock stands that are like an upside down U shape, I never realized this, but they're made so that you can U lock both the seat post part of your frame, like the below your seat post and below your handlebars. Both of those will U lock right to that shape of frame. I did a really bad job explaining that, but I've only ever used one U-lock at a time. So mind blown, you can use two at once. So anyway, I hope all that was at least kind of valuable to you. It's always a good idea as the bike season is sort of kicking off, getting into gear, to just remind yourself of some safety tips and make sure that you are just refreshed and thinking about how to properly ride your bike on the road and be a good citizen of the road and to keep yourself and your bike safe. So with that being said, um, I'd be happy to answer any of your questions or else I'm just going to keep answering my own questions. So beware. Um, You can get a hold of me at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Ragbri underscore Andrea on Twitter. I've been tweeting a lot lately, so hit me up. Um, you can also email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, and I will be checking that later this week, So, namely Friday, since today is Thursday. But uh, yeah, go ahead and write us. Um, love to hear from you. Have a great day. Hope you're getting out there, and just go bike. We're up. Okay, we've come to the end of yet another edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast. And I'm I'm having fun doing these. Mark, how about you? I'm having a blast. You know, in the near future, with about 10 days from now, we're going to be doing these live without a net. <laughs> and uh, next week, we'll talk a little bit more about why we're doing that. But um comes to that time of year, sometime after Memorial Day, that we have a little ride that we do, and then we'll do some reporting from that. But um, but that's to come in the very near future. So so stay tuned for information on that. And um, I, th- I think you're going on a little ride this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm out to uh, Chicago. We're going to go do bike the drive. Uh, cool. Staying at cool. the St. Jane Hotel downtown, which sounds pretty cool. Uh, I think there's a Hard Rock right there um, in the same building, and then uh, meeting the team Daryl. And uh, at 5.30 in the morning. Apparently, 5.30 happens twice a day. I didn't know that. (laughs) You picked the wrong one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Team Daryl's always fun. Yeah. Tell tell them hello. And it sounds like there's pancakes afterwards. So this has the makings of, you know, 45 miles in the morning and then Mm -hmm. pancakes. I think it's going to be a great day. Good, good. No ice cream bars? Yeah, we'll Mm. see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. And by the way, I forgot to ask you, who, who is this podcast brought to us by, Mark? You know, Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. If you're looking for some of the best bike trails in Iowa, look no further than Think Iowa City. In fact, I just just biked on some of their bike trails this morning right now just to get to work. Um, 
bikes to you. If you're looking for a bike shop, charter, bike rental, tent rental, um, you know, whatever you need for uh, for bicycling, it's right there in Grinnell, Iowa with bikes to you. And then finally, Primal Wear, custom bike jerseys, shorts, and apparel. In fact, I just had two Primal Wear packages land on my uh, doorstep uh, with the Bakun jerseys the other day. So mm. quality jerseys, ready to go. Um, anxious people waiting for them. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. We got lots of cool events coming up. If you haven't registered, Pigtails is already in the rearview mirror. Looking forward to the next one. But Bakun is coming up quickly. Make sure. I think we got some registration deadlines that you you don't want to miss. Big Rove is right around the corner. So um, you know, check out all that stuff either on the Ragbri site or the Iowa Bike Coalition site or BigRove.com or or Bakun Ride. Dot com. So um, make sure you sign up for those events. They're, they go to fund things like the Iowa Bike Coalition and, and various charities throughout the state. So do the right thing. Register for those rides. And we're looking forward to Bacoon 6, which kicks off in Waukee on Raccoon River uh, Valley Trail. And then Big Rove, we're already over 1,000 people are registered for that inaugural event. You don't want to miss either of those events. So make sure you register for them. All right, Mark, any words of wisdom to leave our astute listeners with? Look out for lateral cracks on the roadway. Keep your eye focused in front of you. Don't land a tire in those because it'll throw you over the handlebars. Mm, words to live by. Even if you are riding with the pool noodle, it's not going to help you in that situation. So be aware, be safe out there, and just go bike. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.